0: It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking back I'm just standing still? How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson?
1: Maybe I never will Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the BTSC round six yeah, round six draft round table for twenty twenty-two. I'm Maddie Peverell, joined by my co-host, my co-panelists on this roundtable, Jeffrey Benedict, Carl Christ, KT Smith, the Steelers, with the 208th selection in this year's NFL draft select, Connor Haywood, the brother of Cam Haywood, uh, maybe a little bit ahead of where some people had him, but the Steelers keep one of the family at home. i want to go to you first, Mr. Benedict. You are, I know that you had a positive reaction to this one. How are you feeling right now?
2: Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I wanted this guy. I want him for training camp. I want to see Mike Tomlin put him against his brother. I want to see like I just I I love the 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 competition. I love the Bradley competition. And you know Cameron Hayward is going to stoke going to poke at his little brother every chance he gets until that kid either, you know, quits or becomes an all-pro. That's like really like that's that's how Cam Hayward operates with everybody, but his little brother is in for it. Uh, I I love it, man. I love the pick. I love the position. I love the way he plays football. I just, I'm so glad he's a Steeler.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome to see that. And then KT Smith, you know, we've got a player here that, you know, if you look on college football reference, first four years, he's listed as a running back. And then last year, he's listed as a tight end. He's a guy that ran like a 4.72 at the combine. And then you've got him listed about six foot flat, you know, how do you think they're going to work him into a Matt Canada offense? I mean, is he a tight end? Is he a is he a H back? Do they actually give him that designation? Is he a running back? I mean, I'm sitting here thinking he's the third tight end, but yeah, what
3: what's your perspective? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Canada's stuff, uh, especially his pit offense from 2016, which this roster is really sort of being uh, rounded out to to resemble that that offense, that 2016 pit offense, and uh, they love to. Uh, Connor Haywood types, you know, like they had a few guys who they would predominantly slot him as H backs, but they'd move him into the backfield. They would, uh, they'd, they'd run jet sweep with him. And there's a couple of clips where they run jet sweep on the goal line to, to the fullback slash H back. Uh, and he turns the corner, you know, you get into these really condensed formations and, it's, and it sucks the defense down in tight. And then you run to the edges and you do it in unexpected ways. So I think that they'll find lots of interesting ways to use this guy. Um, You know, I, I don't know, I don't know what it means for Derek Watt. You know, that's something we can talk about. But, um but I think that they see a, a little bit of an upgrade as an athlete with him, and that might allow him to uh, to throw him the ball a little bit more than they would with Derek Watt too. So, I think they'll make good use of him.
1: Yeah, it's funny. They, I feel like the Steelers have flirted with this H back fullback role for a while now. Like, you know, we, we talked a bit there about what Canada did, and you think about how he used like Jalen Samuels at it was NC State, I think it was yeah, and like. Can they get it right with this one? I mean, Kyle, have they got it right? Can they get it right? They've brought in Cam Hayward's little brother.
0: I mean, yeah. What are your thoughts? It's a, from a fan perspective, it's hilarious because everyone for years has always just wanted to line it up behind a full back and run it down their throat type of thing. Not that that's exactly what we're getting here, but every, but what's really happening is the team has become more of a fraternity. You know, it's like we got legacy players every uh, coming in now every season. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm worried about. We, hopefully, there'll be no hazing incidents. Uh, between now and uh, mini camp,
1: <laughs> I was gonna say that that time up at St. Vincent's is gonna be interesting. Now, I mean, you know, there's a few other there's a few other legacy players still on the board, aren't there, Jeffrey? Like, what what do you reckon the odds are they do the Steelers double dip in the family pond?
2: It could. I mean, I, I we could see it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sold on those ones. This is the one I really think makes sense. Uh, but we could definitely see more. I, I think it's possible.
1: Yeah, I, I think someone said in the live chat, Quentin Lake might have been just taken. I mean, I, I, to me, someone that you get as a UDFA. Um, I think I'll open up to the rest of the floor. I mean, we've talked a little bit about there is the Matt Canada offense. Do you, expect, do you expect to see you know significant playtime from Connor Hayward this year? I mean, we've technically only got two tight ends on the roster there. Well, I mean, we've got three with Raider, but you've got two that I think we we can all agree are going to be on that roster there in and Gentry and, and Fremuth. I mean, how much playtime do we think you'll get with a Derek Watt obviously on the roster still?
3: I can't see him keeping both, Watt and Hayward. Um, that's redundant. Uh, and... I don't know if they keep if they keep Raider as a third tight end, if they like Hayward there, um, although I suspect they will probably roll with a third tight end. But if you think about right now, I mean, look at the competition they've created. They've got, they've got two fullbacks probably fighting for one job. Uh, they've got three tight ends on the roster, but with one of those fullbacks that could maybe play some tight end, there's, there's probably some competition for at least reps there. Uh, and then now with, with the two receivers they took in the draft, they've got six guys. Uh, If you count, you know, Anthony Miller, um, who are going to compete for probably five active uh, hats on a game day. Uh, And all these guys can actually play. You know, I mean, these aren't these aren't like guys that, that we were kind of pulling off the practice squad and elevating to the 53 man roster. These are all guys that can play football. So it's going to do two things. It's going to create tremendous competition for reps and it's going to give Canada a ton of options. I mean, he can he can easily go from like 22 personnel with two tight ends and two fullbacks uh into like a 10 personnel with with no full uh, no tight ends on the field and you can do it you know from from series to series or even play to play if you want so he, he's got an opportunity to get really
0: creative here
1: yeah and i mean it, it, it's funny like and i, I want to get your perspective on this jeffrey menick like when i've seen connor hayward and some of the flashes you know and, and highlights and stuff. Once he's once you get the ball into his hands, like it's kind of that's the thing is how to get the ball into his hands, which sort of KT has talked a little bit about there in, in his first take. Because once he's got the ball in his hands, like he can do things after the catch, like or, or you know after
2: he, the ball's handed to him, you know. And can the steal?
1: Can the Steelers work him into that
2: space? I think so. I think I think he reminds me he's got a little bit of that Isaac Redman kind of just I'm not going down. Like I'm finding a way to get like three more yards. Uh, getting the nose for the end zone. He's got a little bit of that going on. And I love that. I love, I can't wait to see that again. That's going to be something to see in training camp. Um, but I think they can. I think, I think you can see that uh, when you look at Zach Gentry, right? Zach Gentry brings you almost nothing as a receiver. And they did those little, little slip screens to him as a tight end, as a blocking tight end where no one's looking at him. You know, he's, he blocks the edge rusher. he's like, Oh oh no, you got past me. And he turns around catches the ball and rumbles for, <laughs> 20 yard. he had like a 20 yard gain on one of those just ducked his head and just went uh so yeah they can find ways they can find ways to get Connor hayward the ball and when you when you think back man this this takes me back uh back to bruce arian's days right when we had carrie davis we had david johnson when we had will johnson we had all those fullback slash tight end like what position are they that's the kind of player we got here. And it's going to be, I, I agree with Kevin. It's going to be very interesting to see how they use him and how they get him the ball.
1: And then Kyle, you know, we've, we've all talked, sat here and talked about a guy like, you know, in day, in one of the brothers, but, uh, there's, there's an old man out now in, a, in another family. I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> what happened, what happens to the, 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 forgotten Edmonds brother. Right. Someone, you know, someone is, uh, there's, yeah, there's just not enough room on the, on the ship. Right. Um, you know, the only hope, I guess, and I guess, you know, if you're someone like Derek Watt, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, if Connor makes it to the squad this first year, then, because uh, he is, because Derek is the special teams captain. I know you just brought in Boykins, who could, might have that role, but that is a big, uh, you know, those are big shoes to, to let loose your, your, your special teams captain there uh, for a six round rookie. But, uh, you know, Edmonds, on the other hand, yeah, right? It's just, there's just, we just, We hardly have a fullback on the roster half the time, let alone uh, this, you know, this, this many people on the roster. Yeah. And I wanted to open up to the floor again, because I think
1: a lot, and including myself, you know, there's a lot of people that sat up there and went to the Steelers double dip and in, not double dip, but did the Steelers go get a running back in this draft? And you haven't seen it, right? And there's been a lot of calls from it. I've seen it in our live chats. You see it on Twitter, you know, Um, and we talked about Tremaine Edmonds there. We've talked a little about how we're going to use him at the fullback and the tight end role. Is this also a safety net pick for the Steelers in they get someone that can play that running back position? He
3: can be that fourth running back if we need it. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how much you'll we'll see him as a pure running back. Uh, I think that they'll that they'll use I just blanked out the fourth round pick, um the kid from Memphis.
0: What's his Calvin name? Austin, Calvin Austin, Austin, Austin the third yes.
3: Yeah, I think that they're going to use him in some running back situations, uh, some the jet sweep stuff. But also, I think you'll see them motion him into the backfield and then throw him little swing passes, um, and that they'll sort of. I think everybody kind of wanted that like uh, that change of pace back, which which uh, we don't have right now. And um, but I think that's what that's what you're going to get in Austin. And uh, I, I I just think like all right, you get six foot eight, you know, two hundred sixty five pounds Zach Gentry in a bunch set. With uh, Chase Claypool, who's six four two thirty five, and Pat Fryermuth who's six five two fifty five, and then you bring from the opposite slot, you know, out of an empty set, you know, this Austin kid into the backfield, and then you throw him a little swing screen, and with those dudes out blocking, I mean, that's, that's that's tough to defend, you know. So they've got some. They 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 don't have a traditional, you know, scat back, but they got some options there.
1: Yeah, and and so I've had the pleasure of talking with you all the last couple of days on, you know, the BTSC Zoom. And it's been it's been awesome. Um and I think this is the first time it's been in little spurts with with you know sort of different different all of you here on the on the show right now. Um I'll throw it to Carl first. Like, how are you feeling about the draft overall after this pick? Like let's just go like go from it. The Steelers had to wait 70 picks, they didn't move up or down. How how are you feeling on the draft overall?
0: You know, this is always that time every year where hope springs eternal. You, you know, for, for 90% of the fans, uh, this is the first time meeting these players. And every one of them sounds like a potential all-pro. You know, these are all first or second team all-conference or all AP guys. And so so the potential is unlimited, you know. Uh, but, if you know, we all know in a couple months from now, some of these guys might not even be on the roster or uh, – but I mean, as of right now, it's an A plus. You know, per- way to go, Colbert. I really thought Colbert might uh, trade down some picks to leave to his predecessor. I thought that might be the final parting gift. Is you know maybe a a, a little more draft capital for next year. But besides this, you know, it's a uh, got to give Bravo to uh, Kevin going out with class.
1: <laughs> How
3: about you, KT? The one thing I've noticed is they've really taken some shots on some guys with these incredibly high ceilings, but who also just might not work out. You know, you look at Pickens. Like, Pickens could be one of the best receivers in the draft. I mean, I'm just about done the film room that I've been working on on him. Oh, my gosh. I You know, he's, he's unbelievably talented. But he does some really stupid things, too. So so which, which are we going to get? And then you look at the the third-round pick, uh, the defensive end te- from uh, Leo from, from Texas A&M. If he's in the right situation, if he can get, like, singled up, they can get him blocked one-on-one, he's going to be really good. I mean, he's very, very difficult to to block one-on-one. He's actually got a little bit of, like, a smaller version of Devontae Wyatt in him with his ability to slant and move and things like that. But uh, but he, just get, he gets his butt kicked on double teams, you know. So, like, if they don't have him in the right spot or if they ask him to do something uh, like anchor in, in the 3-4, he's going to struggle, you know? So I think what they've done is they basically said like, we've got enough starting to, we feel pretty good about our first 22. So let's go look at some really, really high upside guys um, that, you know, if they don't work out, I think the Steelers still feel like they're, they're going to be okay. So they've taken some chances, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah. And, and it's funny you talked about that, about the 22 guys. So yesterday, you know, obviously I'm in a different time zone on the other side of the world. Once like, day two had finished. I went back and I listened to the pre-draft press conference, the one from like three or four days ago. And I wanted to sort of correlate, well, what have we picked so far with what that Colbert and Tomlin set out to achieve? And it literally they have held the line completely on what they wanted. They're like, We're not gonna, we're not gonna go crazy, we're not gonna move. When they were asked about quarterback, they basically said if there's the guy that we like and he falls to us, we'll look at him, or he falls within a range of two or three picks. Like it literally it's not a flip, it's not you know being jargon that they've shared with the media. They've literally set on course. I mean, Jeffrey, I'd love to hear um your thoughts just like just like Kyle and KT, but I also want to hear like. You know the Steelers drafted him at two oh eight. You know some people had him, you know from two thirty onwards. Some people had him in the seventh round. Like we drafted him in the sixth round. How happy are you that uh, a team like the Patriots didn't get it, didn't get? Oh
2: team? yeah, because that was my only concern. Because I was sitting there thinking like, man, I want Connor Hayward. Everyone wants Connor Hayward, right? And we're all like, oh, could we get him as a UDFA, something like that? But what you don't want is some jagoffs coming in here like the Browns or the or the Patriots because because he would fit the Patriots. He'd also fit the Ravens, man. Like there's there some teams out there that you're just like, don't, we don't want those guys to get him. So I'm glad the Steelers probably overdrafted him a little bit, like overdrafting somebody in the sixth and seventh round. is kind of, it's kind of a novel concept. Like these guys are all kind of just in a, in a big bowl here. You're kind of like, it feels to me like you're kind of fishing those things out of a, out of a, you know, like a carnival thing they're just they're just picking them at this point right you can't really overdraft somebody in the sixth round but i i love that they did get him they didn't wait and they they basically said yeah this is the guy this is the guy we want to add to the team uh and i think one of the reasons they're able to do that is the steelers have good low end depth right when you get when you get to the point of sixth round depth there's no position on this team where you're saying we need you know a backup in this category right at this level you know you're not going to find a good cornerback in the sixth round—you're not going to find these players. So I'm glad they did get him. I'm, I'm glad that they went out and, and made the move to get him here. As for the draft overall, I—I I, I got to go to the the draft party down at Heinz Field yeah. today. Got to see Kenny Pickett. Uh I was at their little Q and A session. Uh, that was fantastic. I'm right now. I'm riding adrenaline. I am super high on this class. Uh I'm, I'm ready for anything. Like like, let's line these guys up and go. We're going to win a Super Bowl with this team. <laughs> That's oh, where I am. I know that's not realistic, but that's where I am. I love the Pickens pick, man. I like he could be AJ Green or he could be a Martavis Bryant. You know where you're like, what are you doing, kid? Like like get your head screwed on straight or he could be that guy who does turn it around and just takes out the league. I it's fantastic. I love I love what they're doing. I have to agree with Kevin. They're setting Matt Canada up. They're setting Kenny Pickett up. To be something this year, they are really investing in this offense, and it's going to be fun to see how it works out. So, if
1: if Pickens isn't that guy, Kyle, I, I want to get I want to get some first thoughts. I want everyone on the record now. Two years ahead, are the Steelers drafting Dino Tomlin out of Maryland next year or the year after? Are they going legacy?
0: <laughs> You know what? The the way that this team is operating, don't be surprised if he ends up right on on that roster. That's kind of the statement that this makes is like, you know, even though the things on the field are important, also, you know, this this, uh, you know, this team, this this, you know, this company, this family uh, is also important. This says this says more about the relationship of the team to Cam Hayward in some aspects uh you know that they would go up and you know maybe reach for him uh this high in the sixth it says you know we want to keep we want to keep this as a family you know we respect what what this what you bring to this family
1: Someone in the live chat said, "Tomlin trusts Tomlin round one." I don't know, KT. Have you seen any of Dino Tomlin in your any, 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 any your zero?
3: Season? I have <laughs> seen zero. <laughs> has the
1: yeah.
2: field has the actual football field seen much of Dino Tomlin? I don't
1: think I don't think the football seen much of Dino. I think he's, <laughs> there's a younger brother that's meant to be pretty good. So um, just before we wrap up uh, this this round table of the of the six round draft pick for 2022. Where do the Steelers go next? Do they? Is there a position that they now need to draft? There's a lot of people talking cornerback. I'm in. I'm in that train. Um, obviously, I don't want to take them to take someone that's not good enough. But you know, where do they go with these two picks in the seventh round? I think they're picking 230, 200, 235 and two hundred forty-seven. I think it is.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on D back. I mean, uh, they you know they found a pretty good one last last year in, in Trey Norwood, and maybe they can uh, you know hit one again. Uh, as a depth piece because uh, that's an area that they should address i'm glad that they that they didn't take an offensive lineman i mean maybe i thought that they they, they could take a tackle but, mm. but quite honestly they got a lot of they got a lot of linemen certainly on the interior and i think once you pass maybe the third or fourth round uh they didn't really need to, to stock up on another offensive tackle because you know you can get a, a guy like joe hagg to be your third your third tackle and um and why waste a, a draft pick on it so I think really the only unchecked box is the D backs.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny as well. Like you talk about tackle, I was in that I was in that boat too. But then I sort of sat there and I went, "There's there's some really good guys, like first ten guys, and then it's like third or fourth round, and we saw someone goes, those guys taking." But I mean, I think it was about four or five picks before Hayward was taken. You know. Um, DeKaluza, and I don't know, I have mispronounced his name there. Like he was a guy in the mock drafts that was sitting there in the third or fourth round, and you're taking him in the sixth. So it's funny. I, I wonder what tackles are going to be sitting there. Um, when this draft's over, is like UDFA's. Um, again, I'll, I'll throw it open to the to the panel just as the absolute final question. You know, do the Steelers dip into the second round of free agency now? Like, are there any spots that we look to go? because mm, we've addressed a lot in the offense, you know, to the Steelers look at the defense. There are some interesting veteran, you know, cornerbacks. There's a safety out there still sitting there. The Steelers, you know, go back and dip into that pond for free agency. Number two, which we know is going to start in a matter of hours.
0: I'm hoping, I'm, you know, I'm hoping there's a shot for 23 still Joe Hayden. Uh, you know, I'll put it up. I'll put out the vibes for that. I don't know, you know, if he has the, the speed or the role even, but you know, above the neck, that uh, you know, he, the defense is certainly as young as the offense is, you know, so above the net, uh as far as D backs, he brings something that the room would need. Jeff.
2: I, I don't think there's really any position they need to go uh, in this late run of the draft and, and in free agency afterwards. I, I don't, I don't see it. Maybe, maybe a veteran, I could see a veteran running back if you want to add something to that room, but. Really I think I think this team has a lot of depth right now. Yeah.
1: KT, is this where if they don't get the defense the, the defensive back here do they go and dip
3: into that into that well? Do they need to? Mm, I don't know if they need to. I mean, I kind of agree with with everybody else in the sense that like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Hayden come back because of his his familiarity with the scheme. Um but at this point, you know, I don't want them to overpay for somebody just for the sake of uh, you know, just bringing in a guy, so I, you know, I think that they feel pretty good about themselves. They should anyway. Yeah. And
1: I think that I agree with you. I think they should, you know, feel pretty good about themselves. I think we're, we're you know, we're really tooling up. And so with that, that that's going to wrap up this year's 2022 six round draft pick round table. I'd like to thank my co-panelists, Jeff, Kyle, and KT. It's been awesome. Not just this show, but all, all through the draft. And of course, behind the still curtain, .com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, our audio and podcast network across YouTube, Facebook, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that sort of stuff. Um, there is your non-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and that doesn't just happen in the draft. That goes all the way through to the season, postseason, hopefully, and all the way through next off-season as well. Um, but stay tuned for more from Behind the Steel Curtain.
0: When I know that it can never really be the same How Could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm
2: just standing still How can I fight this obsession